0: And welcome to the pedro and banana podcast
1: <laughs> yeah
0: you do it you say hello let's do it again hi. ready Hi.
1: i think well, I you say just say like hi you can't time. just
0: say hi an introduction Go. hello
1: and welcome to the pedro and banana podcast no you're like hello
0: yeah but you sound like you were dipped in prozac at birth
1: uh. too much <laughs> you know Too much. Hello and welcome to the Pedro and Banana podcast.
0: It's like there's many versions of saying hi to somebody. Hey.
2: Oh.
0: Hey. Hey.
1: (laughs) 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 I think we need to work on your opening. Really? Yeah. You want me to to go again? It sounds the same now. You've sort of said it the same the past few times. Welcome.
0: Willkommen. <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm good. How What's are happening?
0: You? Yeah, you know what? I'm good. I'm actually doing a lot better. We've had
1: a good week.
0: We have. Explain that, Hannah.
1: Well, this is week beginning April the 12th, dun, 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 which in the UK is the first major date on the road map. See my little speech yeah. marks there. My roadmap. roadmap, Yeah, my road on the roadmap out of lockdown, Um, which means the first few things have started to open up. So we've been able to go go to the gym and go out for dinner outside. Flex flex my muscles.
0: Flex my muscles. So what did we do on April the
1: twelfth? did both of those things. We did, yeah. <laughs> we went
0: to the gym and we went to the pub. Yeah, And uh, we had a beer and we had some food. I had a wine, you had a beer. And it was amazing. <laughs> it just felt normal. It felt like relaxing. It did. It, it felt, felt like the pressure was off a little bit.
1: We were just both overexcited. That was the funniest thing. Yeah. We were both just hyper. And it's just like before any of this happened, it's almost things that you take for granted. And then this time it wasn't. It was just like, ah!
0: I can be my new calmer self.
1: Your new calmer self? Yeah,
0: instead of being so irate. I've spent a lot of time on these podcasts on my soapbox screaming about my hatred for being locked in prison.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I thought this was new calmer self as in, like, completely new calmer no, self. No, no,
0: no, no. If you upset me again, I'm going to start getting the um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I didn't know if you meant like a new... Com- like, this is the start of a brand new you. This or is a brand new me. Wow.
0: Mm. spiritual. Yeah. Um, Yogi.
1: This isn't going to last long.
0: No. Thanks very much. Thanks all your confidence in me.
1: Uh, maybe I just know you well enough. <laughs> no,
0: I just feel better immediately. Yeah. Like I feel different immediately. Yeah. I mean, it's not all roses, but it's a long way better. Yeah. And uh, there are lots of people that we've met <coughs> mm-hmm. Who are obviously still scared of going outside, mm-hmm. still very yeah, fragile. They really are. Yeah, yeah, We're, fragile it, it, about the world.
1: I thought everyone would be a bit more like us, like obviously really wanting to get back out there. But
0: I'm like, let me in, so let me 50, out, let me 50, on the plane, yeah. let me on the train, let me in the car, let me go there, let me go I here, it, let me go everywhere. I thought
1: everyone was thinking like us, and obviously mm, so did not.
0: I. No, they're not. No, there's an awful lot of people who are actually very and scared actually of doing anything. And actually, using the word
1: oh, that's a bit scary, <clears throat> or I'm a bit scared to go and do that. That, that yeah. coming out of a few different people's mouths, actually. Different ages. Different yeah, ages, different, different, type of different backgrounds, everything. They've they've said to us, they've all gone, oh, I was a bit scared, or, oh, no, I'm too scared to go there. And they're yeah. using that word. And I'm like, that is such a strong emotion is. to be feeling. It is. For this kind of thing. And it you is. Know, it's so weird to think that there are, like, obviously 50% of us who are feeling that way.
0: We believe in uh, freedom. And I, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. I have never been scared of coronavirus, not since no. day one. Um, I've been far more afraid of uh, having my freedom taken away. Yeah. And while I, you know, I'm not a nutter, mm. I appreciate there's definitely been a very serious virus. It's not mm. a lie. No, you um, followed
1: the guidelines. You haven't I've been done, like yeah, a rebel. No, you haven't I have been a rebel.
0: I've things. followed the guidelines. I've worn masks out of respect for other people, mainly, I, I you yeah. know. But in terms of self-preservation, nothing. I, I literally do not care.
1: Well, it, it's been such a hard balance because, again, we were discussing this earlier today with somebody, that the, the fact that so many other things have happened to people over this time, so many other illnesses are still out there that are currently not being dealt with because of COVID and so many psychological illnesses as well. Yeah. people, People, this has triggered a lot. Yeah. Of emotion and a lot of instability.
0: I a bit mad. (laughs) I'm still not normal. Honestly, (laughs) it sent me over the edge a little bit. Yeah. Some of the stuff, uh, you know.
1: It's intense. You you don't feel like you.
0: I bought a witchcraft book and started doing spells. I
1: know.
0: That's a full mental breakdown at 41.
1: Mm. Don't do that. You may have been heading for it anyway. I don't know if you can blame the lockdown on that. I
0: don't own a Porsche. I didn't Not suddenly <laughs> develop uh, an infatuation with fishing or whatever other things people do. I think I'm still pretty much me. Yeah. But, but you, look, some people you can institutionalise yep. because they're just... It's natural. They're just, you know, they're just meant for it. They're saying it in their brain and, they you know, they go to prison There's and they comfort, feel like... I'm, in it for them. them. For me, it's a massive problem. I can't. I can't deal
1: being trapped
0: with being trapped. Yeah, and and whether or not you're trapped is a six by four cell, or your life indoors. Yeah, you know, big cell, small cell, still a cell. Yeah, and I, you know, what crimes would you have to do for a year inside? Think about it. What mm. cri- what crime in this day and age could get you a year in prison? You know what I mean. Yeah. Could I have gone out at, before COVID started, smash some old lady over the head with a big bit of wood? Yeah, done a year please in prison. Don't do that. Well, of course, I wouldn't. Don't, nobody should ever it's do awkward. that. I'm ta- this is theoretical. Can yeah. I just say this?
1: Yeah. Just thought I should point that out, just in case there is anybody crazy who's. Well, yeah, you're set implying up that I would side. hit an old lady and, over the head with a bit get of it wood, aren't system.
0: No no one, anybody, any right thinking person is not going to go, he's not going to listen to us and go, ah, there's an idea. No,
1: this is what I'm worried about. Because if you think about it being a psychological trigger, think about how many people who, who would, you know, obviously a lot of crimes have gone down. Like the crime rates have gone down because people have been scared of this virus and staying at home. That's all the crazy people, the murderers and and nasty people out there, terrorists, all that kind of thing. They've had a lot of time to sit at home and fester on all of their crazy emotions and crazy ideas.
0: So you're suggesting that because I'm posing a the theoretical idea that if I'd have hit an old lady over the head with a bit of wood at the beginning of COVID, would I have done the same amount of time in prison as I've done in prison anyway, that somehow... I am triggering a load of mentals to go out well, and bash I, old ladies. I just ladies. felt like
1: we should put a health warning on it and just a bit of a, this is okay, not then. what you should do.
0: Well, something else then. <laughs> okay, I ram-raided a shop and filled up with loads of... No, I did a, I did a gold job. I ram-raided a jewellers. I filled up the boot of my car with a load of gold, yeah. No old ladies were hurt. And uh, I, I drove a getaway car and then I got caught.
1: Is that a year? That's more than a year. Is it? I think I believe so, that's more than a year.
0: What about the old lady?
1: Were you armed?
0: With the old lady, I was.
1: Yeah, Obviously, in the
0: with a bit of wood. In the robbery, well, my car is a weapon, isn't it? That would be it?
1: more GBH with the old lady, wouldn't
0: it? And, you uh, don't know. Other
1: thing You don't be, know. Um, I feel like you get longer for armed robbery than you I do for know, lots of things.
0: Uh, I want people to hit us up on Twitter and tell us what crimes they think you can do a year for. And I will select the one that i feel is most appropriate that i may have chose to do mm. if i'd have known there was going to be a pandemic mm. you know if you're going to do a year inside like you do would year prefer inside. to do it in prison would you well no i wouldn't but i feel like funny
1: you were able to exercise
0: you can exercise in prison what
1: with a peloton they
0: have playstations <laughs> in prison
1: not with a peloton yeah, you could, you could they have a yard a workout yeah what about all the walks we went on walks to like Go somewhere different and walk for quite a long time to see other things. In all prison, right, all right. it would just be the little yard outside. What I other feel... stuff
0: could I have done with the year then? What could I have done with the year as an alternate while well, we was in Bali Sorry. when it started? Uh, well, that's, we?
1: that's my biggest thing is that I'm like, damn, we should have oh, stayed in Bali. God, we we should have in stayed in Bali. in Bali. If we'd have stayed there, think about this, if we'd have stayed there an extra week chances are we wouldn't have been flying home no we wouldn't have been able to we would have been stuck there do you know what? so it's that so hut that we were talking about when we were out there going oh we could get a hut
0: but when you got children you can't possibly you do that you've got to support your kids and take them out and do things so all this prison stuff i'm talking about is purely yeah vehicle. exactly but of course you know anything i say you're going to find a way to shit on it aren't you
1: if you want to go to prison you can. I don't want I to go to prison. I was
0: purely throwing out a theory That's and now
1: all of a sudden for you. You're, you, you go oh, do it. I'm very supportive. <laughs> <laughs> but please don't hurt any old ladies in the process. I'd really appreciate that.
0: I'm not gonna hurt anybody. Okay. I'm a pacifist. Okay. I'm I can defender. support you
1: if you're in prison for a good reason.
0: Like not what? for an aggressive What's a good reason to be in prison? Reason? Um like Robin Hood?
1: Stealing from the po- from the from the poor, stealing from the rich and giving to the poor, like nice things, like so things that are technically illegal but are good for people.
0: Okay, what if she was a really mean old lady, and no, you she'd can't spent her young life? Lady. What if in her young life she was like Rose West or something, and she'd killed a load of people? And she had a load of gold and if I smashed her over the a bit of wood I could get all her gold and give it to the poor hungry children. If she
1: was Rose West I would highly suggest maybe the better option would have been sneak in her house when she's not there, take the gold then call the police to get her put in prison and then you just have the gold and then you haven't hurt anyone.
0: So you, so if you met the real Rose Race, you wouldn't hit over, over the edge of a bit of wood. Then?
1: I would run as far away as possible and not even oh, care about look the at gold. you.
0: PC Hannah's not doing nothing wrong. Oh
1: well, no. I didn't say I wasn't going to go back for the gold after, did I?
0: All right, what would it take for you to hit someone over the head with a bit of wood? What have they got to have done to you?
1: They, they, they would have to be in the process of attacking me before I hit them over I the say. head.
0: So if I've got a bit of I'm wood like and I'm going yogi. to hit you over the head and you've got a bit of wood, you hit me over the head with the bit of wood.
1: No, we both know if you had a bit of wood and hit me over the head, I'd stand no chance. No, I'd be on the floor if you know I'm gonna, wood. If you
0: know I'm going to hit you over the head with a bit of wood... If what, and get in there
1: first? Yes.
0: From yes. behind
1: or where you can see?
0: Where you can, where I can see, yeah, Well, obviously. then, no,
1: again, this situation right, ends up with be- me knocked out then. on the floor. From holding behind, wood. All right, I'm l-
0: I've got a bit of wood. You've got a bit of wood. I'm looking for you, you know, but I can't find you, yeah? You're behind me. You've got a chance. You can smash me over the head with a bit of wood, and then I won't hit you on the head with a bit of wood. Would you hit me on the head with a bit of wood?
1: I don't think I would. Unless you've done something really, really awful, and I really—I'm going do, to bash
0: your brains in with a bit of wood. You know I this is like coming. I feel i want to run. Oh.
1: Do you mean if, like, you trapped me in the house and yeah, locked me in? You're then, trapped in a room. And then I literally no way Yeah, out, then I would. For you sure. Would. Yeah.
0: So you would smash my brains in with a bit of wood. No,
1: I would attempt to. And again, the situation would probably end up with me laying on the floor, unconscious, hugging a bit of wood. But the point
0: is, you would hit me over the edge with a bit of wood, wouldn't you, Hannah?
1: no come on this is not going to go well what if this actually happens to one or other of us and then the police come round and then they hear this conversation exactly.
0: exactly like imagine if
1: one of us gets burgled by someone
0: I want this permanently <laughs> put be, in record
1: this one's here yeah, yeah we
0: could both I want be incriminating
1: ourselves right now
0: you're incriminating yourself. But, I would but, never hurt anybody. No,
1: but what if it... No, but I wouldn't hurt you. So you already if,
0: said you would hit no. me over the head with a bit of wood. Everyone would just heard you say. You would hit
1: me over the head with a bit of no, wood No, I would scenario. never touch
0: you. Of course I wouldn't.
1: So you'd just sit in a house that I've locked you in?
0: Yeah, of course. What, I'm going to hit you over the head with a bit of wood? That'd be ridiculous. You would. To oh. save
1: yourself, you would. If you thought I was going to kill you, mm. and you're locked in a room, and you know that I'm going to... Smash your brains with a plank of wood. You would totally knock me out to save yourself.
0: And where's all this violence coming from? In you. you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> all of this violence is coming from you. We're getting
0: off track again. Let's go back to what we. This here is for. our life, right. Today. General. We have a a lot of author friends on Twitter. We do. We support the author community. We believe in uh, the success of writers. Mm-hmm. We like and to
1: read and we like to We love listen. to read. Yeah. We
0: love to read. We, do. we buy books of people
1: <laughs> we do. who are
0: on Twitter who recommend their stuff so mm-hmm. we can read it. And we, we've been very successful doing that. We've read some really great stuff. Yeah. Um, today we are going to phone a gentleman uh, called Tyler mm-hmm. who is a, a US veteran Yep. and uh, is now a poet. I yeah. think as a, a, an avenue for his experiences, mm-hmm. uh, obviously probably quite harsh. Now, I don't know a great deal about his background, hmm. um, so we're going to call him and ask him. Yeah, He's in the funny. States. Uh, we're in uh, sunny Essex, <laughs> and uh, we're going to see how it goes. Yeah. Let's give it a shoot. A what? A <laughs> uh, shot. Okay, good. Because yeah, that ha- was, a, a, was a
1: mix of all the vowels I'll give it
0: a shit. See what happens.
1: I've got the squeakiest chair.
0: Oh, that's America. That's freaking America. I wonder if he's going to answer. Hello? Hello there. Is that Tyler? Yeah, hey, how you doing? Hi, Tyler. Hi,
1: Tyler. Hello.
2: Can you hear us okay? Right. Oh, yeah, I hey, you fine. you guys hear me okay
1: we can really clear actually that's better than it has been with people we've spoken to in the uk i think
2: oh fantastic okay
1: (laughs) how (laughs) are you doing i'm
2: not too bad yeah not too bad it's kind of relaxed it's raining here i don't know about uh i don't know about with you guys
1: it's been on and off all day it's been one of those horrible days where you don't know whether it's going to be sunny or rainy here gotcha (laughs) (laughs) one of those awkward ones where you just don't know what to wear what coat to put on anything
2: (laughs) oh it's the worst that's why i was hiding the house these days you know
1: uh whereabouts in america are you
2: i'm in uh, long island new york
1: oh wow cool Mm. do you like it there
2: it's okay uh you know it's a little crowded for my taste but uh Mm. you know it's not too bad it's fun stuff to do i'm near the water i like that
1: ah have you always have you always been there
2: I have, yeah, yeah. Well, I grew up here, mm-hmm. and uh, I left for the army um, when I was seventeen.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I was in the army for four years. And I traveled around a bit then, but uh, since I left the army, I've been right back to where I grew up.
1: Wow! So where did you travel with the army?
2: I Went to a few places. I was uh, I was in the Southwest for a bit, uh, Arizona, Nevada, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I also, um, I spent most of my time in actually in upstate New York, right near the Canadian border. So that was pretty cool. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so i, I traveled around all over the States. I was in uh, Louisiana for a bit. I was in Texas for a little bit. It's like kind of in and out of a lot of places.
1: That's cool. I like that. A bit of a mix.
2: Oh yeah, exactly. So were you, were you <laughs> ever called to combat? No, I wasn't, I wasn't in a combat role. I, I was involved in combat my whole career though. I was, uh. So I was an intelligence analyst, so I was kind of, I, I studied maps and I, I kind of gave suggestions, I gave briefings to leadership, so I was always involved in combat, but I never actually saw any, like, face-to-face in, in that sense.
0: Oh, I see.
1: Wow. So you're super smart.
2: <laughs> well, you, you know, um, looks can be deceiving, but uh, <laughs> I try.
1: <laughs> what made you want to do that at 17? What made you want to go down that path?
2: I don't know. uh, So I knew a lot of people who, uh, you know, were getting out of college with college debts and whatnot, and they they still couldn't get jobs. And so that kind of scared me a little bit. And I didn't really know what I wanted to study. So I figured if, you know, people who went to college with like an idea in mind and still couldn't get jobs, uh, like I would be completely lost, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have a few people who join the military in my family and they, they all had nothing but nice things to say about it. You know, they said it was a rough experience, but you grew from it. And now that's kind of what I was looking for, you know? Yeah. So, um, I just kind of, I took the, the test and I qualified for what, what was a pretty good job and, uh, I just went and did it, you know, it was just kind of like a, all right, let's new adventure, I guess.
1: Wow. That is really
0: cool. I like that. Wow! So from oh, so from academia and the military, and then and now you're in writing.
2: Yes, I am. Yes, yeah. Well, I've I've always written even since high school. Um, but uh, you know, since the mil- actually in the military, I kind of transitioned from short stories to poetry, uh, which was pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a writer now, mostly mostly full time. And how's it going? It's going pretty good. I have uh, four self-published books. Um, I have a, uh, a po- little podcast where I read poems and just kind of talk about things uh, on, uh, on YouTube. And uh, it's what's it called it. Yes, it's kind of just chugging along, I guess. Oh, tell the audience yeah. where to find I was going to
1: say that. Plug it. You need to plug it. <laughs> oh,
2: gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so you can find all of my work I, on my blog. It's uh, com. Um yeah, if you if you went to if you go there, you can find a link to my YouTube channel. I have a, a little shop. I, I actually work with an artist. She's absolutely brilliant. She does like these tattoo designs and t-shirt designs and stuff. And you can find a link to her page there. You can find a lot of my poetry on my blog, and uh, yeah, if anything you need, bourboncigarettesandsyllables.com would definitely be the place such, to do it. <laughs>
1: that's such a great name. <laughs> it is great.
2: Ah, thank you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Where did that come from?
2: <laughs> so it was a thing that I used to do in the Army. It was, uh, it was a joke that every weekend. You know, what we do is we'd, we'd all pull our money together because, you know, we didn't have much money in the, in the service. Mm. And uh, we'd get a big bottle of bourbon, a couple packs of cigarettes, and everybody would have a good time for the weekend. You know, we'd smoke the cigarettes, and we'd drink the bourbon, we'd have a good time. And uh, you know, I'd always write, and uh, a couple of my buddies there actually like they like to write too. You know, it's a way way of expressing like you know some of the feelings they had because you know, even though we weren't involved in combat, it was still kind of a you know a rough job because we were you know face to face with it every day even though it was just to a computer screen yeah. so uh they they would do some writing so you know it's just bourbon we have our bourbon we have our cigarettes we have our syllables so it's kind of where it came from
1: i love that that sounds so cool Well <laughs> oh,
2: thank you very much
1: uh so it, obviously with your writing you said you um used to do short stories and now poetry what is the inspiration yes. for those sorts of things have you got like a theme that you stick to or is it a mix of things that you write about
2: Yeah, there's a mix, I'd say. Um, Well, I read a lot of philosophy and I I try to relate it back to my life. And uh, I feel like poetry is kind of where that meets a lot of times. Mm. Um, You know, uh, the thing I like about poetry is, is, you know, it's very concise. So sometimes you just have like this fleeting thought. It's like, you know, I usually start a poem with just one line, you know, if you have one line that you like and you kind of build off of that. And that one line is supposed to kind of, to you, summarize the point you're trying to get at, and then use the rest of the lines to try to build off, so other people can understand it too. It's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, it's a, it's tough to do that with a, with a, you know, a short story because you have to develop the characters and everything like that. Which also is, you know, that's a great medium as well. I, I still do write short stories, but, uh, you know, he, uh, but. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I still do write short. Yeah, my phone's going crazy. Uh, so I, I, still do write short stories, but the, you know, I guess the meaning um, that that poetry provides is something that really just stuck out to me. I don't know if that is, does that answer your question. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah,
2: no, yeah, we it's no so totally yeah. yeah,
0: we we like uh, to get you on nice. and t- for you to talk about you yeah, because obviously. On Twitter, we try and really support the writing community, so it's a big part of our Twitter. So to have you on, it's a good opportunity for you to be able to talk about what you do for the audience. Yeah, I
2: appreciate it. Yeah, no, I noticed that. That's why I got in contact with you guys. I appreciate this. It's great. It's a long Um, time
0: coming, actually. It's been been a while since we sort of first spoke uh, on Twitter to be able to actually have you on. So it's a pleasure to have you today
2: yeah worth the wait i appreciate it <laughs>
1: <laughs> we haven't asked any of the difficult questions yet you might not be saying that in a while
0: <laughs> Oh, okay oh, well, no we're not gonna, we're I'm not ready. we're not bad
1: i promise <laughs> it's
2: okay
0: <laughs> a good question to ask you though uh, on a personal level is how, how is life for you day to day now because obviously it, i don't well, you probably don't know but in the uk we've only just um been partially freed from lockdown we've spent nearly a year stuck in our houses
2: Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it you know it, in the beginning it was uh kind of scary in the beginning and then uh, I don't know things just kind of didn't really change much for me I guess um you know my girlfriend she works at home um and what's the I go to school under the the GI Bill so I get a little housing stipend from the uh from the, the US Army still to keep you know keep the bills paid while I'm going to school. Oh, that's and good. And I'm doing that. Yeah, oh, it's great, it's great. Yeah, it gives me time to write too, which yeah. is fantastic. You know. Uh, so yeah, so I, I, do that from home as well and I have a part-time job at a liquor store. So really the only time I'm really noticing that there's like, you know, uh, any kind of, any kind of COVID at all is when I'm at the liquor store because, you know, then I see people come in, they talk about it, they're wearing masks still. Mm. So I guess other than that, it really hasn't been much of a change for me. I, I, I was one, definitely one of the lucky ones.
0: Yeah. What about like, um, day-to-day things like, uh, going to, um, stores to buy things, going out to eat. Can you still do those things?
2: Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, we can. We just got to wear a mask. And uh, if you're at a restaurant, you got to when you sit down, you can take your mask off. So that's that's quite nice. So is it different? Is it different where you guys are? Or? I, I thought it was pretty much yeah. the same Same. So, <laughs> so, it's so,
1: only literally just changed this Monday. So for,
0: since Monday, we're allowed to eat in a in a restaurant if they have alfresco fresco dining. So outside only. We haven't been to... in a oh, wow.
1: restaurant. Now, <laughs> I don't know what your oh, perception
0: okay. is of England, but it's not the warmest place in the world.
2: <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah. I got you.
0: And, uh, so nobody really oh, uh... wants to sit outside <laughs> and drink anyway.
2: So. Shows you how ignorant I am. Yeah, that's. See, I'm I'm here complaining about the mask. You guys have it even worse. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, (laughs) we
1: we definitely have the masks. We've only just been allowed to start eating outside at a restaurant, not inside. Um, Hairdressers and barbers have only just opened up here on Monday, so we've got a lot of people walking around with awful haircuts. Um, (laughs) All those kinds of things. It's just so weird. Clothes shops have only just opened. Okay. So it's very very odd here. <laughs> wow,
2: and it's been like that since uh, since March, since last March.
1: Not not as strict as this because we we've, we've dipped in okay. and out of lockdowns effectively, so it's been okay. on and off. We had a little bit of a reprieve in the summer, um, where, oh, okay. we, where they did just start letting us go into a restaurant, um, but sure. in groups of six. <laughs> randomly <laughs> but, Jesus, um, yeah so it literally just lasted for what a little bit of the summer and then oh, we okay went, yeah and then we went straight back into effectively another lockdown pretty much and then oh, another wow. one after that and then this last one was a from christmas pretty much a full-on that's <laughs> it you're not doing anything
2: Jeez, yeah it's uh it hasn't been that bad here i'm uh i'm quite fortunate. <laughs> Yeah. But it's, it's some of the, some of the southern states, uh, you know, they people aren't really wearing masks anymore. It's just uh, the the rates are so low there. So I mean, hopefully, you know, across the globe, we're coming out of this. That'd be quite nice. Yeah. You know? well, in
0: fact, we're, they're looking at a traffic light system in the UK for us to be able to travel abroad. And uh, oh, okay. one of the countries supposedly on the green list is going to be the US because of how quickly you've rolled out the vaccine.
2: Sure. Sure. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. That would be good. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: We can't wait.
2: <laughs> we have been trapped uh, that... in for
1: long enough. We are desperate to get out. <laughs>
2: yeah. I uh, See, I'm, I'm lucky I'm a homebody, you know, but even me, like, you know, I want to be antisocial on my own terms, you yeah. know, not on anybody else's terms, so. <laughs>
1: that is completely <laughs> fair enough. You don't want anyone to tell you what to do. You're allowed exactly. to do it in your own time.
2: <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's like, I never want to go outside until you tell me I can't. And then I desperately want to go outside for some reason, you know, just. Yes. So,
1: <laughs> exactly like us, you just want to rebel against it all.
0: <laughs> so let's come. Course, let's, let's come back to your poetry. Um, what what do you think are the most reoccurring themes in what you write?
2: oh uh, so, uh, well, a lot of times loss. Um, you know uh, that's something a lot of soldiers go through. You know, you meet people in the service. They, uh, you know, whether a lot of times it's not even just in combat. It's just soldiers doing stupid stuff, car accidents. You know, I know a guy who drowned. Uh, a guy who killed himself. I mean, uh. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah. And then there's combat too, which you meet people, you know, cause you know, you meet people from the infantry units or the, you know, any kind of line units who actually see combat and, you know, sometimes people don't come back. Um, and then I, when I left the army, actually my, my father, this I had the blue, this passed away uh, 53 from a heart attack. Wow. So, um, yeah, so I was kind of, I had a few months there where, you know, it was a rapid change in my life where a few people I knew in the service died. And then I, I left this, the army and, uh, and that was a big change, and then my father passed away four months later. So, um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was around that time where actually I wrote two of my books in that in that time period. And those those two really kind of focus on uh, on loss and you know uh, find try to find meaning in the in the suffering that you kind of uh, that you kind of get out of that loss. I suppose uh, yeah. would be the best way of saying it.
0: Yeah, and that so. that sort of thing's really helpful to people that are going through it because what a lot of people don't understand is. When you do lose people, that although you might have those still with you, close to you, telling you that they'll support you and they'll love you and they'll sure. care for you, and those things are wonderful, of course. But my experience has always been that you you generally do go through true loss on your own. Grief is a, a lonely experience. So being able mm. to sort of reflect in writing, to be able to read it, um, it is a fantastic source of uh, of solace.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I even when I, I reread some of the stuff I've, I wrote, you know, about a year ago at this point, I'm like, uh, you know, I remember writing it, but the, the feelings that I, was, that I had at that particular time came back to me and not in a bad way, though. You figure that's something that you'd want to forget, but not really, because you kind of grow with the pain and it's something that happened to you it's something that you've experienced. But now that you've been able to articulate it, like like you said, it's a private thing, but it's something that you go through as a, as a kind of a growing experience, I suppose. yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And Did you find it almost therapeutic to be able to write down all of these things, to write down how you were feeling and what you were experiencing?
2: Oh, most definitely. And then, uh, you know, even more therapeutic was, like I said, reading them later. Maybe not a year later, but a couple months later, because you know, you really you, you got it out and you 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 articulated it now in a way that makes you understand it in a in a better way. So yeah, the whole the whole process is, is extremely therapeutic. Uh, yeah. I always tell everybody if you're going through any kind of trouble, write it down. Just write it down, and then. Put it away and go back to it later and see see if uh, see if it helped you at all. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, it's great because in some ways you can reflect upon it and almost look to see how far you've come, yeah. as well as you know, in your emotions and how you feel about a situation. It's sort of given you that time, and then you look back and go, oh, actually, I have come a lot further on a lot further than I yeah. thought I had.
2: Most definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's huge. It's huge, you know. And how does it make
0: you feel when you get a reaction from someone that's, that's read your work and, and that they can uh, identify and connect with what you've written?
2: Oh, that's always great, you know, because, uh, you know, like I, any, I think, well, most people I think could write a pretty sentence, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolute, you know, there's, there's some, There's a a beauty to prose that, you know, uh, even kind of meaningless prose, just just about, you know, a pretty sunset or something like that. Not that that's meaningless, but it's not really personal. You know, everything I write is is, I try to make it very personal. And uh, if people can can reflect on that themselves and kind of see themselves in my own work, like I feel like, okay, I kind of hit the nail on the head here. You know, and uh, I've gotten that before. And it's that's always been that is the most rewarding part of it i think is you know because i i feel like i've I've done a a pretty decent job at least if i can articulate an emotion so well that other people can can see that and they felt it themselves and when they get back to me about it it's really it's really great you know
0: yeah definitely it's a wonderful thing so uh, and in in terms Mm -hmm. of turning it into an actual profession for budding Mm -hmm. writers out there um what sources are you using to get yourself noticed and to get sales and and to make it happen if you don't mind us asking
2: Oh, uh, well, I'm trying to figure out Twitter. Uh, so that's, that's been a bit of a, you know, um, I, I wouldn't say a roadblock, but it's kind of a learning curve for me because I'm never really much good with social media. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the, the WordPress, I, I use WordPress for my blog and WordPress has been great. It's, it's a cheap thing. Every, what, every two years I pay a little fee and it's really not bad. And, uh, they, I was able to set up a pretty for, for somebody as, you know, technologically on savvy as me, I was able to set it up pretty easily and it came out pretty nice and. I'm able to put, you know, uh, put some of my poetry out there. i um, not just the books, but also just just posting uh, random bits of poetry, and people respond to them. And I hope that sold, has sold a few books. I don't know if it has or not, but either way, it's been a been a good learning experience. So that that's I would definitely recommend a blog. Uh, that's that's definitely a plus, a must, I think.
1: Mm. Definitely. I think I, I read more of those nowadays than a lot of things. I think I'm exactly the same and I'm not particularly good with social media. And if I can, I do avoid it. But for sure. finding people like you, like I prefer Instagram. So I actually find okay. it really interesting to just find someone just out of something so random as a hashtag. I know that sounds so silly, but just, oh, no, just to find it. that one thing that you connect with someone with. And it's it is great for that kind of thing. Like we wouldn't be talking to you now.
2: Oh, it's uh, social media has been a wonderful thing. I, I, people have been telling me, like, like I said, something I d- don't really understand, but what a lot of good comes of it, I think. You know, and a lot of people have been telling me I should get Instagram, but I haven't done that yet. Uh, oh, I've have Facebook now. I should, I really should. I
0: tell, I tell you what's really interesting, actually, that, that might interest you is that you mentioned that you work in combination with an artist. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's um, there's a a, a big thing ran uh, now around the um. NFTs, mm-hmm. you know, creating those non-fungible tokens, the the digital oh. artwork. Okay. Have you seen that?
2: Uh, it's sounding vaguely familiar. I'm sure if I talk to her about it, she'd understand, okay. but that's not really well. Uh, it's creating digital artwork, it.
0: but what, what's really interesting about it is that um, people can add in, like, excerpts of their poetry. Or even haikus into the artwork itself, and then make oh. a, a digital form of it. That it becomes a, a one-off piece of art, effectively, and then they can okay. sell it online. But there's a guy on Twitter you should look up. He's called the Dirt God, um, okay. and he does uh, loads of this uh, digital artwork, including wording and everything else. But he sells um, he sells books of the art, and he sells um, like uh, merchandise, like T-shirts and everything else. Uh, as well as as the art itself, and I know he does very well yeah. off the back of um, selling the books and the artwork for those that maybe can't afford to buy pieces of art itself. So that's a really interesting way of sort of diversifying what you do and getting the poetry out there um, in in, in a terms of format, yeah, and though? it also gives you a good a good income stream from the work, doesn't it? I suppose anything's an avenue.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah, these are called NFTs. Did yeah, non-non. I, right?
0: yeah, I think it's non-fungible tokens.
2: Um, oh, it's basically
0: uh, using uh, blockchain technology, like um, cryptocurrency, to okay. to create uh, artwork one-offs, but in digital format. And it's it's exploding wow. around the world at the moment. I mean, some of the, yeah, pieces, um, the, the the I can't remember, the guy who started Twitter, is it Jack Dorsey or something like that, his name? Wrong yeah, name. Jack, Jack Dorsey, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> his first tweet was sold as an NFT for something like $2.6 oh, $2. million. Awesome.
2: Wow, okay. Yes. Oh, I think, yeah, I'll have to look into that. I appreciate yes. that. Thanks. You, know,
0: you must look. Yeah, look up The Dirt God because he, he, he does very well on Twitter um, just selling merchandise without people buying the artwork because obviously he puts these one-offs on you know, hoodies and it, it it's nice because it, include, it includes excerpts of, of writings as well, which would be great for gotcha. you. Anything you find really powerful within your text that you can just sort of put as, I don't know, like um, things that, you know, people find uh, a, a great deal of comfort in little Pet talk statements, don't they, that you can sort of take from excerpts where sure. it gets you noticed more?
2: Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny, actually. I, I, so I wrote a book when I was uh, – the first book I ever really completed, it's not out yet, um, was when I was uh, – I started writing it when I was about 19. I just finished it about a year and a half ago or so. Hmm. And it's uh, it's 365 poems, and I, I was playing with the haiku syllable structure, you know, 575. Yep. I got real bored with it. I was like, all right, I'm going to create my own and uh, this is you know thoughts you have when you're 19 of course Mm -hmm. and it's uh (laughs) the syllable structure i made was seven six five four three two one so each poem kind of had like you know like a pyramid kind of shape it was pretty interesting and uh it was obviously a lot more difficult to finish the poems as the the lower you got you know finding that one syllable at the end was quite difficult but i did it i wrote uh, 365 of them and uh the illustrator i'm talking about she liked it so much she's like oh i want to illustrate some of these so that's i haven't published it yet because she's actually illustrating some of the uh some of the, the poems, and she's going to kind of integrate it into the uh, the work itself. So, kind of, oh, kind right. of said, just kind of reminded me about, uh, about what you were talking about there. It's kind of interesting.
0: How wonderful. People wearing your writing.
2: Yeah, definitely, right? Yeah. yeah so it'd cool. be, well, cool. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, so, cool.
0: so, great idea. Oh, well, remind us once again where you can be looked up for the listeners.
2: Sure. Uh, Bourbon, cigarettes, and Yeah, you could have definitely oh, yeah, look me so- or. Twitter is, uh, my Twitter handle is uh, at BNNCigarettes and uh, either, either of those places you can definitely find me, comment, see my YouTube clips or um, read any of my work.
1: There you go and you're going to get Instagram soon too.
2: <laughs> I will get Instagram, yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> right. oh, Tyler, thank you
0: so much for coming on, we really appreciate it and we wish you every success in the future.
2: Definitely. Beautiful, I yeah, appreciate the conversation, thanks. If yes, we're so-
1: ever in your neck of the woods, we're going to come find you.
2: Oh, yeah, you guys you guys sleep on my couch. Yes. It sounded a bit stalky, Hannah.
1: Did it? it I'm sorry. That sounds stalky. Yeah. stalky. <laughs> you know, this
2: man's trying to live. his life no, you're going to go and
0: find me, right. aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch your, watch your back, Tyler. <laughs> oh,
2: no.
1: uh, I'm so sorry afraid. if it sounded
2: like that. I'm a little afraid, but it's okay. <laughs> okay, <cool. laughs> oh, well. Lovely speaking to you, Tyler.
0: Yes, you too. Have
1: a good one, guys. Enjoy, Enjoy your okay. Thank you.
0: Goodbye now. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Hannah. Yes. We just phoned America. I
1: know. It's amazing. That
0: means that we are international. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel a bit bad about oh, all no. that stuff we talked about eating people over the head with bits of wood before we even talked to the lovely Tyler.
1: It was not maybe the right theme that we should have gone down before speaking about poetry and things like that.
0: We should also point out that we have read a lot of his writings and uh, they're fantastic. And we wanted to try and give him a chance to sort of express himself and talk more about where you could find him to help support that, that literary yeah. you know, community as Definitely. much as we could. But from our perspective... Highly recommend um, looking up Tuller's work. And doesn't
1: he sound lovely as well? When you speak to someone like that, yeah. it makes you want to support them and yeah, read and, their work.
0: And, I, you know, I speak firsthand from loss in the, in as yeah. much as I, I, you know, I don't want to, when, when I'm going through it, I don't want to talk to people. Some people do. I don't. So I would take a great deal from reading.
1: Yeah. You know, and obviously in the same experience. way that he took a great deal out of writing it.
0: Yeah, because I suppose it's uh, it's far more objective in the sense that, you know, if I, if I have to have a conversation with someone, they say things I don't like, I've still got to swallow it and answer. Yeah. Where I, if I'm reading, I can take the bits that work for me out of it mm-hmm. and I can leave the bits that don't behind. And yeah. I, I'm not offending anybody. No, I don't yes. feel awkward in the meantime. So... Mm-hmm. Dealing with loss and being able to take solace from someone else's writing is a wonderful thing. Yeah. You know, definitely. and there's so much to be gained from the from the literary community um, and all the effort. I mean, look at this guy. You know, he's gone out, he's, he's worked hard in his yeah. life and now he's looking at making a career from being a full-time writer and I can't think of anything more productive and promising yeah. than doing such a thing. It's a real risk, it's a crazy ride and he's doing it. God yeah, bless him.
1: It's brilliant and you can hear the enthusiasm too which is lovely. Yeah. not many people are enthusiastic about what they do nowadays so no, it's really not. nice to hear that no,
0: it's wonderful yeah um however on a side note uh pretty bitter about the fact that uh he's been able to do pretty much what he wanted um and we've been locked in prison i <laughs> uh, just want to mention that Tyler for when you listen uh, we are quite bitter about the fact that you've always been able to go to well, a restaurant
1: Pedro um, definitely is <laughs> We only get to eat
0: outside in the freezing cold.
1: Yeah, I mean, the food that I had the other day, I specifically picked it so that it would taste good cold. Oh, I know what you said. Burger and fries. You
0: said that when you're out and it's cold, that if you drink, because I had beer, you said that if you drink red wine, it warms you up. up. Yeah, I didn't know this. Honestly, it really
1: does. I find it really warming, so... Yeah, definitely. They say, what is it, an alcohol coat? You know, on nights out when people go out and they're, like, dressed in a lot less and it's like, oh, it'll be fine, I'll put my alcohol coat on. So once you start drinking, your body feels a lot warmer maybe than it is.
0: You know, like, winos that, um, obviously, uh, down and outs that drink out and about? Yeah. You always think of them, I always think of them as drinking sherry for some reason. Do you? Yeah. But they call them winos. That's quite
1: warming, too, I yeah,
0: believe. Yeah, it's, it's I don't not the really same as wine. Sherry, what is sherry? What is it made of? It's like
1: a little... I don't know. We always used to have it at home though when I Did was Did you ever younger. drink it? Um I was always <laughs> given it for my parents entertainment on Christmas Eve to try it before it was put out for Santa. Like it was in a little <laughs> really what? really small glass and they always used to go, "Do you want to try some of Santa's sherry?" and I'd, sherry. I'd try it and oh. I'd be like, "That would be it." And I would be crying Very I went of it to makes bed. me feel sick. <laughs> Do you
0: know what? I went to a party years ago and uh, everyone had been drinking shots and beers and everything else and it was getting towards the end of the night and I was already plateau and I do mean I was Mm. out of it and uh, the people hosting this party were like yeah, have another shot, have another shot of this and they were trying to get this girl who I didn't really know very well um, to drink this shot and I I was like, what is that? and they were like, it's Sherry and she was like, no, not Sherry, not Sherry so I just picked it up and i downed it for her you know just so they'd ease off you know just to be nice yeah <laughs> it was literally like putting like a a, a gun lighter
1: fluid down your my throat head.
0: it was it was so it knocked me so i don't know if it just where it didn't mix with everything else but sherry is like oh it's tangy and sweet and thick it's disgusting mm, yeah. and i took it like a champ you know cuz i'm a gentleman that's all i'm saying
1: was it your first drink of the night, or did, had you already? I, like, no, well, no, I do
0: know. I was, oh, yeah, you said you yeah, I was out of it. I was already out of it, it. It
1: probably tasted a lot worse than
0: even you. thought. Oh my god! It was, it was like the, you know, the final now in the coughing. You know, <laughs> like I probably could have drunk two pints of water. took a couple of ibuprofen and woke up okay. Mm-hmm. The sherry said goodbye to all that. The next morning, I was sitting outside a McDonald's just. Holding one of those little plastic orange juice bottles, shivering. Classic. Up, very upset. Yeah, very <laughs> upset. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and now you just imagine people on the streets when they have their alcohol in bottles. You imagine it to be sherry.
0: Well, I knew, I knew a, I knew a guy years ago. Um, his name was Keith, and uh, he was homeless, but kind of by choice. Like he had a lot of problems with booze. He definitely had a really really jaded past that he didn't like to talk about he was incredibly funny mm. but he just i don't know he just was an alcoholic so he'd drink like every day all day mm. and it wasn't like he didn't have options of places to stay because yeah. he did but he just always i don't know he just felt at home out and about riding on trains yeah. drinking getting in fights there stuff are some like that. completely and that, like that yeah who that's who he was he was open about it as well yeah. but yeah he was a it not was all a, do, an interesting, easily. And the reason I relate sherry is because that was his drink. He always had a bottle of sherry every time I saw him. A bottle of sherry, yeah. That's why it's He likes to head. smoke lots of weed and drink lots of sherry. <laughs> that was his thing. Yeah.
1: Aw, there you go. I don't know if it gives you an alcohol coat or not, the sherry. Maybe it does, I don't know. But I know for sure red wine definitely does for me. I was really cold when we got there. And Next then time... I had my first glass of red wine and I was like, oh.
0: Next time I'm gonna try the red wine. It, see if and it, it keeps we'll, me warm. yeah, we'll
1: see. Rather than you wearing my scarf. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I like your big scarf. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> that's
1: okay. That pimp coat
0: you wear does that keep you warm? That yes, big fluffy coat. What's it with that's... the pimp coats and girls with all the pimp coats now? Um, they are the talking
1: big... about woollen. What uh, are they called?
0: Those coats? They're like f- they're like three quarter length, uh, fluffy. Kind they're down of... to
1: like your shins.
0: What are they made of? Um. It's like a fleecy woolly type looking thing. It's like you a fashion call thing. It?
1: I'm the worst person for things like this. I don't know, but either way, it is the warmest coat I have ever had. And yet it, does it doesn't go all look the warm. Way down. But it is. It's so much warmer than, you know, my black one that's waterproof with the hood on it. That is freezing in comparison to the big white woolen thing.
0: Can we get you a hat made of the same material as that coat that's got like a feather sticking out of it and then get you a cane and like a <laughs> goblet with diamonds on it <laughs> that you drink your one out of?
1: Only if you wear it.
0: Can we call you Duke McNasty?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can laugh about my coat all you want, but I'm going to be the warm one and you can sit there wearing my scarf.
0: Okay. Well, you seemed warm in that coat.
1: Oh, so warm. Super comfy. Everyone should get one.
0: I'm pleased. Well, look, here's to hopefully ending lockdown, going out. No fourth lockdown bollocks. We don't want to know. We're not interested. Mm Um, And uh, if that doesn't work out, um, first flight to New York, it seems.
1: It sounds like it.
0: Bum, 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 (laughs) bum. See you later, Hannah. Bye.